0: And welcome to the Adaptation Station podcast. This is your host, Nicole. I'm a former special education teacher and currently an ABA therapist at a private center. This podcast is filled with tips and tricks for not only being the best special education teacher you can be in the classroom, but living the best life you can live outside of the classroom as well. After all, I'm all about balance. Hope you guys are excited. Let's jump on in. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. This is a personal episode. It's called A Day in My Life, and it's going to have a lot of tips. I want to spend the beginning of this podcast talking about what my life really looks like. I have two jobs, as many of you already know. My first job is a master ABA therapist. Now, you guys are probably getting tired of me using this keyword, but everything is confidential. So... I can't share specifically what I do in my ABA job, but my best explanation of what being an ABA therapist is, is it's think about just working on IEP goals. All of our clients have programs and at my center we use ABLEs, which is the assessment of basic language and learning skills. We use ABLEs to write their programs and their program is pretty much the same as the uh, goal page of an IEP. And so just like I would work on IEP goals in my classroom, I work on programs in the ABA setting. And frequently, a lot of the programs are similar to what I was doing in my classroom because I had ABLEs and VB-MAP based goals in my classroom. So when I'm at my ABA center, I work with two main groups of kids. I have a lot of kids who are younger than school age, so they are classified as a preschool age, And because they're not in school yet, a lot of them have pre-academic skills, a lot of language and basic learning skills. And then I also work with older students who are in school during the day. These are the kids that I see in the afternoon. And a lot of times I might have more like life skills or things like that. And so... I have a mix that I'm working in, which is really nice. When I was a self-contained teacher, I only taught older kids. I really like going back and forth and working with a 3-year-old and then working with a 10-year-old and then working with a 5-year-old. I definitely feel like it helps me stay fresh in what I'm doing. My other job is a content and curriculum creator for my company, Adaptation Station, which many of you are probably familiar with. I started creating resources back in 2016, and if you happen to hear my last podcast about leaving my job, you'll know that 2016 was a huge year for me. And one of the things I wanted to do was really make my classroom be the best that it could be. So I started creating adaptive materials. I created materials that were designed around the students that I had in the classroom. I started making materials for Virginia's alternative assessment. I started making materials to help me teach different content standards. And then as I continued to grow, I started making materials that helped reach learners at an errorless learning level. I started making materials that use real photos. And so that's what my company is now. It's creating resources that people can use in their self-contained classrooms or in ABA settings. I record episodes for this podcast. I also write blogs because I love to actually write out information as well. I am trying to get into Pinterest, but basically I try and use this avenue To share a lot of the things that I've learned in my time in special education and give tips and tricks along the way. So those are the two jobs that I balance in my life now. And really quickly, I want to apologize. If you guys have been listening to my podcast for a while, you might frequently hear my dog in the background. I have a beagle named Buster who lays underneath my feet all day long I need to get better at remembering to take off his collar when I'm recording because he constantly scratches himself, so you might have just heard his tags jingling. I apologize for that, but this is life of Nicole, and this is a day in my life. (laughs) So I have five tips I'm going to give you guys that help me keep track of everything. Uh, As I've talked about in my podcast before, I have a little bit of a rotating schedule, so I don't work the same hours every day. On Mondays and Wednesdays, I work completely from home. On Tuesdays, I have a full day at my center, and Thursdays and Fridays, I'm split. Thursdays, I work at home in the morning and in the center in the afternoon. And on Fridays, I actually work in the morning and the late afternoon at the center, and in the middle of the day, I'll work for my own company. It's a lot to keep track of, and that's what these five tips are for. And even if you are still teaching full-time, these tips can be helpful just in being productive at home. So my first tip is I use a planner. Now I use an actual written paper planner. And you don't have to use a paper planner. If digital planning works better for you or you have a Google Calendar or the calendar on your phone, that works well. I personally love using the Day Designer Planner. I actually just got it out of my bad scope. I could describe it to you. It's a full-size planner, eight and a half by 11, and is a weekly agenda that helps me really keep track of everything that I'm doing it's important to me that I have everything written out. So one of the things I've had to really get used to in my ABA job is I'm now responsible for recording my hours. And that's not something I'm used to doing. One thing that I want to explain in my ABA job is I do have set clients that I work with. So I have clients that I work with on Tuesdays, Wednesday, not Wednesdays, I'm sorry, Tuesdays, Thursdays and Fridays. But there will be extra shifts. So there might be a therapist who's out and they're looking for someone to pick up her shift on a Wednesday afternoon, and I might pick that up. Well, I need to write that down somewhere so that way at the end of the month I remember, that's right, I did three hours on Wednesday, I need to record that in my timesheet. So I like having a written planner to keep track of all of that, and that can help me really plan out my day as well. If you listen to my nighttime routine, podcast, you know I like to plan out the next day. And I use my written planner to look at everything I need to get done to make sure I'm planning my day accordingly. My second tip is to keep two different to-do lists. And I know that sounds crazy, but I think this is really helpful if you run your own company like a teachers-based teachers company. But I also used to do this with my IEPs. Now, when I had, you know, you guys, I'm sure you all have had those months where all of a sudden you have three IEPs due in like a six-week span, that's a lot to get done. And then, and then I like to write my to-do list down like step by step. So I would have my student and I'd write his name and I would not just write assess using map. I would break it down into like every test that I did just to make sure I got everything in. Now, if I had that written out for three different IEPs, plus all the things I needed to do for my classroom on day-to-day basis, plus everything I had to do for TPT, it'd be overwhelming. So I would keep a Google Doc that just had everything that popped into my head. I went on that Google Doc. And then I have a written to-do list that I make for the week. So I'll go look at my Google Doc and figure out, okay, like what needs to be done right now. So for example, I'm in the process of updating all of my poem packs, but my poem packs are updated through November. I'm recording this episode on October 9th. So when I sit down to look at my to-do list, is it imperative that I update the December poems this week? No. Do I need to get them updated probably within the next six weeks? Yes. So they're on that major Google Doc and then every week I'll look and I'll say, oh, you know what? We're now in November. I probably should go ahead and update the December poems now. It's a good way for me to keep in mind everything I need to get done, with then also zero in are what are the things that I need to do right now. The third thing I like to do is set realistic time goals, and it definitely takes time to get to this point. But I'm going to take the same strategy that I gave you and doing sped prep and I'm going to apply it to this as well. Start to get an idea or maybe even break your to do list down into long, medium and short tasks. That way you can use time more effectively. If you don't really know how long it's gonna take you to get something done, you might find that you're wasting your entire prep period or that entire hour you have before dinner just trying to get organized. If your to-do list is organized and you can say, okay, I have my soup boiling on the stove, it has to simmer for 20 minutes, and then you look at your to-do list and you have it broken down and you can find a short task that's only gonna take you 10 minutes, then you could get it done and maybe respond to those parent emails while your soup boils. If you don't have an idea of how long something's going to take, you might get really overwhelmed. You might start a task and then have to leave it in the middle, and that is the worst. So I really like to set realistic time goals for myself. The other one I like to do is treat work at home like it's real work. And this is how I probably stay so motivated as I treat my hours at my desk like real hours. So I'll say... I'll say to my husband, okay, I'm going to go to my office and I'm going to work from 8 to 10 a.m. on this Sunday morning. And I act like I'm actually at work. So, I don't get on the floor and play with my dog. I don't get on social media. I'm not going and organizing my closet. If I've said I'm going to work for two hours at my desk, I work those two hours at my desk. And you definitely have to get in a rhythm. But when you start to treat your work hours at home like real hours... You'll find over time that you become more motivated, and it's definitely easier for me to start and stop working when I have those set hours in my head. So having treating your homework like work is a huge tip, and I did this with IEPs as well. So I would say, okay, I'm going to write some IEPs on Saturday afternoon. I'm going to work from noon to 2, and then that's all I did from noon to 2 was work on IEPs, and then at 2 o'clock, I clocked out, and that helped me stay on top of my workload. My fifth tip is to keep everything everywhere. And again, this one might not be super applicable, but I always have my laptop on me or my iPad. Uh, because I go to an ABA center and students are coming to the center, sometimes I might find out that a student is out sick, but it was the student I had in the middle of the day. I'm not gonna go home for two hours when I have to be with another client too. So I like to have everything on me so I'm gonna set up at a table and work. And I like to do this, again, when I'm still in the classroom. I never wanted to be somewhere where I couldn't sit down and do some lesson plans or modify an assessment I needed to give. I like to have the things I need to work on me at all times. That way I can work at a moment's notice. Another big one is sometimes when my husband and I go to my parents' house, somehow my dad and my husband get busy doing something in the yard and my mom is reading a book and I'm just sitting there. And I'm like, you know what? I really could be working on something right now. So I'd like to have all of my stuff on me at all times. I carry my laptop with the way other people carry their phones. But anyways, <laughs> I hope this helped you guys understand what my days look like a little bit more and how I stay organized. And then I do have a freebie. I have a productivity planner for you. I didn't mention this in my other podcast, but all of my freebies now are gonna be linked right in the description of the podcast. I realized a lot of you guys listen to my podcast while you're driving or walking your dogs. So it's a lot easier just to go back to the description, click and download the freebie. So this week's freebie is a productivity planner. And I hope you love it. I'll talk to you guys again soon. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. If you like what you heard, I would greatly appreciate if you left me some feedback. And if you want to hear more, go ahead and give me a follow. While you're at it, come say hi on social media. You can find me at Adaptation Station on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and AdaptationStation.net. It's taco night in my house, so I'm going to go have a delicious dinner and a margarita, and I will talk to you guys again next Friday.